Today on the Friday Habit, we're going to cover seven ways you can improve your website so you can get more of the customers you want. Yay! Welcome to the Friday Habit with Benjamin Manley and Mark Labriola II. The Friday Habit is for creators, entrepreneurs, and agency owners looking for actionable ideas on how to grow their business and be more profitable. We'll pull from our combined knowledge of over 20 years and interview thought leaders that will inspire you and give you the motivation you need to kick your business into high gear. Buckle up. It's Friday. What's up, Mark? How's it going? Hey, I am doing great. I'm excited for today's episode because I feel like everybody has a website these days and a lot of times they're crappy. A lot of crappy websites out there. It's unfortunate, but it's it's true. It's true. And it seems like there there might be seven ways that we could improve sites. But before we do that, why don't we just tell people what we've been up to lately? Hey Mark, are you are you for real with that radio voice? Is that your actual voice? <laughs> We have a lot of fan questions. Is that just how you always talk, or is I, that... you know what? I I always talk. I you know I got my podcasting voice. You gotta <laughs> really dig into the mic there and get that voice going. I'm just jealous. I mean, you're you're you got the perfect podcast voice, and I'm just I'm not even talking in the right part of my mic. Do we want to? Do we even want to talk about that on the show? I, I've know, been talking into the wrong side of my mic the whole show, and if I sound clearer than normal, there's a reason because I'm talking into the right part of the mic. Yeah, well, you know, we don't have to tell people our dirty laundry. <laughs> okay, yeah, just cut that out. No, no one you're, will ever know. You're an expert, bro. That's yeah. that's what anybody needs to know is you're a professional podcaster. <laughs> All right. So yeah, what so what have you been up to lately? What's going on with you? Every day is an adventure in the life of an agency owner. Also, the life of an entrepreneur. I feel like I'm always wanting to find like the next thing or. Like, how can I be more efficient yeah. with my processes and how can I be a better leader and how can I be a better boss? All those other kind of things. So I've just been doing a lot of research on other agencies and how they operate and, and things like that. Been listening to another podcast that's pretty great called, it's by this guy named Jason Swank and it's called The Smart Agency. Nice. And yeah, he's got a lot of great episodes that talk about a lot of things that I'm interested in right now. So Cool. Good recommendation. I'll have to check that out. So Whitney, our social media media manager here at Knapsack, was out for the week on vacation. So I took over our Instagram account so last week. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And that was that was the learning experience. It was it's so okay. So I was like, okay, this is gonna be easy, right? It can't be that much hard work to manage an Instagram account. It's not necessarily hard, but it takes a lot of time. Like as soon as you get in there, you get sucked in. Like, I don't know how, if you're a social media manager, how you can stay on task because you're just interacting with people. And next thing you know, it's like two hours later and you're like, oh my gosh, I've been talking to people on Instagram for two hours. I haven't got anything else done. It's quite a job. It is a vortex. I think it definitely is a full-time position. Yeah. You know, something that someone needs to spend a dedicated time to, so... Yeah, it takes a lot of time, but yeah, but I also was like, the, this is pretty powerful. Instagram is a great way to to make connections and reach out to people. You know, I, I hadn't thought of a strategy before with social media. I've always thought of like, you know, you put out your content and you hope people see it, interact with you. But instead, we've been a lot more proactive to go out and see people that are liking, you know, certain hashtags or following hashtags that we also care about. 
finding people with alignment and then actually just showing real interest in what they're posting and saying, Hey, this is really mm-hmm. awesome. And, and trying to interact with people and like engage with them on their level instead of trying to get them to look at our stuff. And people really have been, you know, engaging with us and then contacting us about stuff because we've talked to them and, I'm just like, I know that's like social media 101, you know, you're like the expert at that stuff. But to me, I was like, wow, like you can actually be interested in other people and they care about you too. (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty interesting. There was this just recently, actually, I I found this YouTube channel and where they do like covers of songs, like in a funky way, you know, and it was so awesome. And I saw this microphone that they were using and I was like, I'm a gear hound. I like tech and mics and all these other kind of things. And I'm like, what mic is that? And I I was like Googling everything I could kind of see about the mic. I was trying to Google and I, I was looking at Google images, like hundreds and hundreds of images. I like, couldn't find what mic this was. And I was like, this sounds right. it's like a, such a great sounding mic. And so then I just scrolled down the YouTube video and there was this guy who produced it, the music. And so I just went on Instagram, found him and I messaged him on Instagram like, hey, yeah. what was that mic? And he's like, he just responded right away like, hey, yeah, it was this ribbon mic, you know, whatever. And I looked it up. It was like a thousand thousand bucks. I'm like, oh, that's out of my price range. <laughs> that's amazing that you just could connect with them right on Instagram. Yeah. So social media is pretty cool like that. It's like you can connect with anybody. Anyways, this is like everybody knows this from 10 years ago. So <laughs> we can, let's move on to websites. Then Some- just found the internet. <laughs> it's like, have you heard of Google? <laughs> you can pretty much search for anything on the internet. It's amazing. <laughs> so let me tell you about how to improve your website. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's talk about that. Seven ways. That seems like a lot of ways to improve one's website. I mean, honestly, I was. it's hard for me not to say 99 ways to improve your website because there's so many opportunities for improvement. But hey, let's start, with, let's start with seven and we'll try to keep it short and actionable. Yeah, that sounds good to me. So number one is make your text bite-sized. Principle here is people go onto a website, they don't want to scroll through and read paragraphs and paragraphs. If somebody sees a paragraph of text that is pretty big with no heading, they're probably just going to skip past it and not even read it. As you know, we've built, gosh, over 400 websites now. And that's one of the biggest mistakes that we see people make when they write mm-hmm. content for their website. They just don't add little headings to pieces of text and they have really big blocks of text. And this means people probably aren't going to read what you have to say on your website. Yeah, I, you know, you and I are both big fans and our certified guides and the story brand method. And, you know, they always say like, does it pass the grunt test? Right. Right. Can you land on something and not feel instantly like, Oh, I got to read a bunch of stuff and try to figure out what this is all about. Right. Exactly. You don't want to confuse people. Yeah. Yeah. And basically at the grunt test, that's, that's a good point. And basically what that is, you don't want to confuse people. And it comes down to making sure people know what you do, how it makes their life better and how they can buy your product all within like five seconds. So that's right. And bite-sized text quickly does that. Exactly. So that's number one, make your text bite-sized. All right. And number two is capture email addresses. So this is something that I've been working on with some of my different websites right now is we have a lot of people coming in and we have leads coming in, but what about all those people that never reached out to contact you? How can you still capture their email address so that you can continue to add value to them and maybe keep that relationship going so when they are more ready to buy your product, then they remember you and they trust you already. So building that relationship. So what a lot of people do is it's called a lead magnet. Lots of times people will create like a PDF or a video or a small course or something for free. 
that kind of gives people the first step in your process or something like that. Like with StorySite, our website template business that creates story brand templates on Squarespace. With that, we basically have a lead magnet that is a wireframing tool so people can wireframe their site first. And then once they're done with that, they can send it to us to actually do the next steps. So the idea is to provide something of value in exchange for an email address. So that would be the second one. Nice email capture and two, right? There's a simple way to do that as like a pop-up or some sort of call to action that a lot of times we don't think about to put on, on our website. And I know that I've heard a stat somewhere that says just by you having a pop-up that says, Hey, like subscribe to our newsletter or download this PDF, just doing that pop-up increases lead capture by like 50% or something crazy like that. Yeah, it does. The stats show that it does work. I try to do it in a non-intrusive way if I can most of the time, you know, have it pop up after you've been on the site for a certain amount of time or after you kind of get an idea what the business does. Because sometimes it'll just pop up before you even read anything. You're like, I don't even know what this is. Like, I'm not ready for this. Right it by instinct yeah the whole screen like goes black and you keep like looking for the x like how do i get out of here exactly like i'm not a fan of that but i am a fan of popping up at the right time so for example on our website when you go to our portfolio page if you're looking at website examples then once you get down past 50 percent scrolling down that page it says like what you see reach out to us for a quick call and then it kind of pops up at the bottom it doesn't take over your whole screen but it knows they've been on here gotten this far down the page they're interested enough to keep looking. So why not give them a call to action right then? Or similar things with a blog, they're reading the blog, why not pop up a thing? If they've been on the page for X amount of time, like, hey, get notified when we write a new blog post, because they're obviously interested. So I try to do it in like more a little bit more courteous way rather than just brunt force with everything. But I think that capturing email addresses is basically it's a great way to to increase your potential for future sales, even if you don't make it right then. Yeah. All right. So make your text bite size, capture email addresses, and then three, use real photographs. Exactly. Uh, I love this one because I see so many crappy stock photos on people's websites. And I'm like, there are a lot of great stock photo like companies out there. Uh, One of my favorites is this company called Stocksy, and they Mm -hmm. just have like lifestyle, real photos of real people. Yeah. It just feels way more organic and natural. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and it, I think that's a great source. Unsplash is a great source too. Ideally, you have photographs of your actual team. You know, that's like the ultimate. Mm-hmm. Like, can you get a photographer out and get actual photos of your team? Like that's the most important thing is doing that. If you can't do that or can't afford that right now or you need a placeholder, then use something like Stocksy or something like Unsplash. Unsplash is getting pretty popular, so some of that stuff's getting recognizable now. But Unsplash is still really good as far as being free and still having better, less staged feeling photos than, you know, something like maybe Adobe stock or something, making sure that you use a photograph. Like, is this a photograph of something that could actually happen in real life? (laughs) Or is it three business people all doing thumbs up posing for the camera? You know, it's like, okay, you can obviously tell it's not a real image. So at least this guy looks confused. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Pick an image that at least could have happened in real life, even if it's a stock photo, you know, is there a possibility this happened in the universe for real and use those types of, of images? Mm, okay. Use real photographs. And then four, make your customer the hero. Yes. Mm. Uh, this goes back to the story brand framework that you mentioned earlier as well. 
And basically this means, you know, don't talk about yourself all the time on your website, how awesome you are and all the stats that you have or how many. Because uh, nobody how, gives a crap. Nobody yeah. cares about you. Exactly. <laughs> they care about themselves. They, they care. They woke up that morning not thinking, oh man, I hope I can meet some cool person today. They were like, I need to get where I'm going. Like, is there someone that can serve me and help me get where I'm going? So Troy Brand basically advocates that you present yourself as the guide to help them become the hero in their own story. So you say like, hey, I can help get you where you're going. So you help on your website, you wanna do things like identify what their problems are. You wanna present solutions to help them get where they're going and not talk about yourself, but talk about them, their problems and their success. So that's number four. Number four, make your customer the hero. Number five, what do you got? Add clear calls to action. This means Honestly, adding calls to action period is a huge step because I see so many websites that people feel too tentative to actually put a button on their site that says call now or book an appointment or whatever it might be. They just have like their navigation, no button on the navigation, no button on the main page. It just kind of talks about them, the history of their company, their values. And you just kind of look at it like, okay, that's cool. Like, what do you want me to do? So people, in order to take action, they really need to be told to take action. It doesn't have to be pushy, but just letting them know, here's what we want you to do. And they can decide if they want to do it or not. They don't have to do it. But just saying like, hey, this is the next step in the process. So having clear calls to action, instead of just saying like, learn more or something like contact, like do something specific so people know exactly what's going to happen next. So schedule a call where R says meet with a designer, you know, things like that, where it's very clear what the next step's going to be. And I would recommend also keeping that consistent throughout your site and not switching it up every single button, something different, but make it clear mm-hmm. and repetitive throughout that this is exactly what we want you to do next. Nice. That's that's good. Clear call to action. Then maybe what? Test it on potential customers could be a good sixth option. How did you know? Are you are you looking at the notes again? So yeah, number six, test it on potential customers. One great thing that I learned at working at one of my corporate jobs was usability testing. What I recommend doing is just finding someone that could be a potential customer and giving them a few tasks on your site. So say something like, hey, can you tell me what we do, how it makes your life better, and how you can work with us after looking at our website for five seconds? You know, So basically, let them see the front of your website. And then after you close the laptop, ask them that question and say, what, what do we do? What do we sell? How does it improve people's lives? And how do you buy it? And if they can't answer those questions, then you have some work to do. And same thing with other tasks on the site. Like what's a potential thing that somebody could do on the site? Maybe contact you, or maybe they want to learn how the process works. You say like, hey, let's say you want to know how we actually work. How would you do that on our site? And then watch what they do. Watch them click around and see what page they go to. Do they find it or not? And that's basically going to tell you, is your website working or not? Another cool thing you can do too, without asking people to test it, is you can install something like Hotjar. And this basically does some really cool stuff like records a heat map on your website so you can see how far people are scrolling down and also does this really cool thing where as you move the mouse around as the customer is clicking around your site it basically takes that data and creates a replay of all these customers visiting your site and you can see them clicking through page to page what are they looking at what are they scrolling over what are they ignoring and that's a huge test i mean you can improve so much just by seeing what parts of the website people are actually clicking on and looking at and what they're not solid and then seven make updates often Yes. I've learned this so much through our new business story site because we're getting off the ground. We're trying all these new things. We're developing our processes. And when you're first getting started, especially, you need to keep updating your site 
so often to update what your services are, how you're talking about yourself. Because every single sales call you have with a customer or time you talk with a vendor or something like that, you're constantly evolving your business. So whenever you do things like that, think about like, how can we be updating our website to reflect these things that were these changes that we're making in our business. So I recommend taking a look at your website at least once a month and just double checking, make sure is all, all this stuff mm-hmm. accurate? Is this something that we still do? Like what new stuff are we doing that we're not even mentioning? It's much less expensive for you to check once a month on your site and be like, oh, let's make a quick text update or a quick picture update than it is to wait for two years and have to do a full redesign because everything is irrelevant at this point. Yeah. And, you know, I believe that there's a company out there called Knapsack Creative (laughs) that you can pay a monthly subscription to that they will consistently update your website every Wednesdays once a month or once a week. I don't know. What does that look like? Yeah, thanks. This has become a Knapsack ad, which it's great. <laughs> you do a subscription. It's 50 bucks a month currently. It could change in the future, but... So buy now. So buy, before the price... Here's the where the call... pricing is going away soon. Here's the call to action. Go to knapsackcreative.com. We do have a subscription and we basically make small updates every Wednesday for all of our members so they can request a quick change or whatever. And then we also do a proactive kind of checking up on their site and saying like, hey, here's some recommendations we have for you. So it helps keep the site updated. So yeah, that's definitely something we do. And I think it just makes it a little bit easier for people that don't want to get into Squarespace or figure it out. We can just kind of handle it for them. So yeah, that's something we do offer. Yeah, that's awesome. Time is money. And all the future sites that I'm building with you, I'm going to put on subscriptions. I love it. So the seven ways to improve your website, you got one, make your text bite-sized, make it tiny, make it understandable and pass the grunt test where you're not confusing people right out of the gate. Number two, capture email addresses. Every person that jumps onto your website is a potential customer or a lead. So make sure that you have a solid way for people to get in touch with you. Three, use real photographs. Nobody wants to see the three business people with the thumbs up cheesing at the camera on a white background, okay? (laughs) Not cool. Number four, make your customer the hero. Nobody gives a crap about how long you've been in business, about who you work with, all those kind of things. They care about if you can solve their problems or not. So make sure that that's clear in bite-sized texts throughout the website. Number five, add clear calls to action. People need to be told what to do, right? Do you want them to buy now or do you want them to go Google something else? No, you want them to contact you. So make sure that you have clear call to actions. And then six, test it on potential customers. Make sure that it makes sense. Make sure that it's memorable. You want people to, when they see your website, you want them to have a feeling or a reaction. And so throw it out there, test it around, let your friends and family see it. And then seven, make updates often. You don't want your site collecting cobwebs and being stale, okay? And then as your business continues to grow and as you learn what really engages your customers, add that kind of information to the website. So those are your seven things. Go out there right now and take a look at your website and make sure that all these things are happening. And if they're not, you need to go to knapsackcreative.com and get a hold of those guys so that they can help you implement all these things. Uh, I'm blushing now. I'm blushing. (laughs) That is a good action item though. I think that should be the action item for this week is just go take a look at your website right now. Just browse through the pages. Think about what's changing your business, what you need to update on it and just take a look. And then if you have a chance, show it to somebody, you know, to get their feedback and see if they actually understand what you do by just looking at your website. And, you know, we always appreciate you listening to each and every one of these episodes. Make sure you go out there, follow those action items. You got this. You can do it. And don't forget next week. 
we're going to be talking about a simple method to generating innovative business ideas. So you're not going to want to miss that episode. It is going to be a solid episode. Listen, if you've ever felt stuck in your current business model and want to refresh your perspective on how you could do something unique, tune in next week. You're not going to want to miss it. <laughs> Mark, I love, I love your radio voice. It's so good. All right. Yeah, and show notes where to find us. Go to thefridayhabit.com and you can also find links to our websites like brandvivamedia.com, knapsackcreative.com and ways to get in touch with us there. Also at the bottom of the page, you can download a PDF I created. That's a guide to the Friday habit system that basically shows you how to set aside one full day every week to work on your business instead of in your business. A PDF has a lot of practical stuff and it. it has worksheets and all kinds of stuff that helps you get there gradually so you can spend Fridays working on your business. Thank you again for tuning in to the Friday habit. And as always, live every day like it's Friday. <laughs>